Hey guys, it's Liz, and you are listening to Dear Younger Me, Love Me, where we give people the chance to write a letter to their younger selves in hopes that we can learn a little bit from their lives. Hey guys, welcome to Dear Younger Me, Love Me, and today I have Grace Coon sitting here with me, and Grace is now going to be a... Are you... Sophomore, junior? Um, I'll be why, a, why am I forgetting? I don't know. <laughs> um, I'll be a first semester junior, okay. I think. In or a so- second semester sophomore. And I'm going into my third year. Perfect. Third year, uh, Indiana Wesleyan. You're majoring in elementary education with an emphasis in what? Uh, music, actually. In music. I love that for yeah. you. And fun fact about Grace, she works for a party princess company. And yeah. <laughs> And dresses up as all these different Disney characters and they can hire her and go. She goes to all these different parties. What's your favorite Disney character to dress up uh, as? Moana for sure. Oh, yeah. She's you my look, favorite. You, you look like when you dress up as Moana, it's like, wow, like the I island princess. It. I can see it. It's yeah. so good. Yeah, she's my fave. What's your favorite part about being a party princess? Oh, um, it probably is like the look of kids. Yeah. When you talk to them, they're like, Oh my gosh. Oh, that is so fun to be able to go and do all of that. And you've been doing it for a few years too. Yeah, I've been, oh, I'm probably going into my fourth year now. Okay. That's, that's crazy for gosh, me that's I feel so, like I just started. I so. It's so fun. And you also, right now you're working at a, our park has kind of like a local day camp mm-hmm. and you're, you're helping out with that for your, your summer job, right? Yes, I am. And it's so, so fun, even though it's, it's really hot today and you are a trooper and hanging out <laughs> with little kids. Yes, it was very hot today. All day long. It's just so good. So I, have known grace for a long time since she i mean since you were a freshman in high school i think yeah and and grace has an awesome family and grace is just she grew up in the huntington area and her her family is always pretty tight-knit and uh, they're just fun man they're just a really really fun family (laughs) always like having having a good time and laughing and um and and you guys grew up pretty pretty close pretty tight-knit and then some stuff happened with with your dad that really uh, sent you on a journey and mm-hmm. could you share a little bit about that that what happened and then the journey that you've been on yeah for sure so I like you said I grew up in a really 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 close family um granted we still had our like little sibling quarrels of course but everyone does as one does yeah. but we definitely grew up really really close together and because we are so close together um my dad got really sick the senior year of high school, uh, actually around Thanksgiving. Um, but my dad came down. We honestly had no idea what was happening. He came down with a form of pancreatitis. It's severe. And basically like a third, not even a third actually, of his pancreas was working. So um, over the span, I want to say my dad came home about two days before Christmas. Okay. So Thanksgiving to dang near Christmas, we... Yeah. Um, my dad was in and out of the ICU, but had to stay in the hospital because he, his pancreas was so inflamed and there were so many cysts inside of his pancreas that it was, um, causing toxins to go into his body instead of flushing them out like it was supposed to. And so we were basically preparing for my dad's funeral at that point, at one point. Yeah. I think the hardest thing for me to think about when I think about this is, excuse me, <laughs> it's still really tough to think about just yeah. about all the stuff that we went through. Um, I sat down with my brother one night. I had to look at my brother and say, 
hey, I need you to know this now. If something happens to dad, I want you to be the one to walk me down the aisle at my wedding. Mm -hmm. Me being a senior in high school, thinking about something that's so far in the future. Yeah. Because it was so hard on us to even think about losing our dad. Mm -hmm. And like, my dad is so fun loving. We, (laughs) we call him (laughs) a man child because he has such a childlike aspect to him and he's so fun and caring and he can look intimidating at first, but then mm-hmm. you get to know him, you hear his laugh, yeah. and everyone's like, oh my goodness, your dad is so cool. Yes. And it's like, yeah, he is. Um, so he really did like almost die, mm-hmm. and that was something that was really hard for me and my family because of how close we were. Yeah. And so I didn't really show emotion of this at school because like it's nobody's business at school like someone always has something more difficult to deal with so all this emotion that's going on at home you just have it all like deep within you and you're not sharing with anybody yeah that's that's a lot to carry around (laughs) yeah it is and um it was actually one day I got yelled at in class once and actually in varsity singers I got yelled at once for moving Mm -hmm. during a concert choir piece and if you know anything about concert choir music you are not supposed to move when you sing that music yeah and I got yelled at for swaying or something and I just remember I lost it because it was like that one last thing that I completely I was gone Mm -hmm. I think I cried for four periods straight because I was just so tired it was like the dam broke yeah like that little thing was like the not one a, drip of like, water yeah, it's not a big deal at all but it finally like broke the dam and then all of a sudden you're like why am I crying over this yeah and like that's what it basically was yeah. and there were only a few people at school who knew what was going on because they were bringing my family food and stuff mm-hmm. and so like those girls came in they like were comforting me they're like hey like it's not a big deal I was like but you don't understand yeah. like it kind of is yeah and so um Yeah. And then I started having like the anxiety and panic attacks more often because of the situation that I was in. Mm -hmm. And to escape that, I realized that I would try and sleep or I would hide. I would hide from any kind of pain that I feel because I don't like feeling personal pain. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So I actually ended up making a bad decision and made a really bad mistake and started to skip a certain class. Okay. And I would I wouldn't leave school. Um, I would just sit in like a bathroom or a practice room with the lights off. So no one would see that I was there. Yeah. So you um, would f- not only were you emotionally hiding, you were like actually physically hiding. Yeah. And get it away would, from things. Exactly. And like I would physically hide in somewhere or like if I was in a practice room, I would sleep mm-hmm. or I would sit there and cry because I just didn't know what to do. And yeah. I didn't know how to ask for help because I was never the one having to ask for help. Mm-hmm. Like I'm the youngest of four, but we've never gone through something where I felt the need that I had to ask somebody for help. Yeah. So I didn't know how. Oh yeah. Um, so a ways down the line, I'm not even sure how long I eventually was caught yeah. by the teachers teacher whose class I was skipping. Okay. And, um, I just remember I was sobbing and like hyperventilating, like couldn't breathe. And she's like, you're only upset because I caught you. And mm. I was like, I mean, yes. (laughs) I was like, I'm not going to lie to you. Yes, I'm upset. I was caught. But I'm also like, this is tears of relief. Like, I wanted to be caught. Like, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how I was handling stuff. And um, I was an utter wreck over everything. And she, I told her, I straight up told her, I was like, I've been hiding, like, about everything. Like, my dad's husband in the hospital. I'm a mess. Like, he's 
almost died Mm -hmm. and she was like i want to believe you and think you wouldn't make that up but you've been lying about not why you haven't been coming to my class so why should i believe you Mm -hmm. and i said you're right why should you Mm -hmm. and like it made me hate myself because i was like wow like this isn't who i am Mm -hmm. and so it really made like who who i felt like i was on the inside and like what i was deserving of um it really tore down who i thought i was like my own self-esteem my own like feelings of worth that I had in myself like I didn't know what to do and like mind you during this time I hadn't turned to God once I Mm -hmm. cannot look to you and say that I I don't even think I prayed once yeah because in my head like you prayed at church Mm -hmm. because I grew up in the church and like I was always pushed to have something outside of church and I feel like I always tried to but I could never really get into it because Mm -hmm. when you hear of people um starting to really pursue God they had it come to Jesus moment yeah like this almost happened and then I saw God. And so now I'm pursuing him. This is why. And I was like, well, I live a, I live a sheltered life and I have had nothing bad happen to me. And you know what? I'm a straight A student and I'm in a extracurricular activity and nothing bad has happened to me. You didn't have to like your life was going so that you didn't have to rely on God for anything. You didn't need him. Exactly. And like, that's how I saw it. Like I knew he was always there because that's what I was taught but I don't I'm gonna say this and I don't like saying it because I don't like admitting it yeah I never truly felt God speak to me yeah growing up at all like I never felt it I did not feel it until I was 19 yeah I didn't never heard him truly speak to me until I was 19 years old Mm -hmm. mind you this was just a year ago yeah and that was crazy to me because I now that I know how he speaks and like how he truly shows himself to me, I don't ever want to lose it. Yeah. And so I have this new fire because of it. But back then I didn't feel like I needed him the mm-hmm. way that I do now. Yeah. So you got in trouble. You're you're crying because they're like you got caught and you feel terrible. Because yeah. one lie led to another lie led to another. And now you're at this place where you're like, how did I even become this person? Exactly. So, and so So where did that leave you now? So actually this basically continued until the end of uh senior year of high school and I think at that point I had stopped going to campus life even Mm -hmm. because my like I just felt awful like why should I put up a face like a mask that I already have to withhold at home and at school yeah I like campus life was one extra thing that I just couldn't do yeah and so during this time I was actually um diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder and um major depressive disorder so um, did you do therapy or how did you <clears throat> did how did you get diagnosed through that yeah um actually my parents after getting caught um skipping a class and everything that happened with my dad and just me coming home crying from practice just because I couldn't take our choreographer getting on everybody yeah like it wouldn't even necessarily be me mm-hmm. it would just he would yell and I would just break yeah and so they took me to see our physician actually and they had me do this super long questionnaire and they came to the decision that this is what I had I needed to start make, taking um a low dose of medication for it and that it was probably good for me to go see a counselor yeah so um I started going to counseling and talking to her about everything and I can <laughs> I cried so much hey, in those sessions is, if you're gonna cry so much therapy's a great yeah, place to do it for sure and I actually I think I bonded with her so much because she didn't have a any form of opinion yeah. about who I was before, who I was 
outside of that room. She just knew that she needed to help me work through my own thoughts and feelings on my own. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was great because like it wasn't like I had my parents in there with me. Yeah. And so it was just me and her and I everything was confidential unless like she felt like I was in danger, which I never was. Um, But it was something amazing that I had that truly helped me figure out who I was as a person, but also that because I was losing, um, felt like I was losing my dad. And also I lost a bunch of friendships in that time that um, it just is a different distribute of weight in my life. Mm -hmm. Like I have to figure out how to redistribute my trust and um, my energy when going into um, new relationships and even because of losing them. And so I definitely, my counselor, she was amazing. Mm -hmm. And actually um, I go to Indiana Wesleyan university, like you said. Yeah. And ironically she works there. That's perfect. So (laughs) um, I had my counselor from senior year of high school up until this past semester in college. So yeah, I went into college knowing that I needed to go to counseling that um I was ready. Like yeah. I didn't I wasn't excited and mm-hmm. I don't know why. I think it was because I was still getting used to like having these new mental illnesses, like still kind of getting over the fact that I had lost so many friendships and yeah. Well, that's hard um, and so I'm going to pause. Did you yes. still, when you went into school, did you still have the same self-esteem that you had when you first got caught and you felt terrible about yourself? Honestly, um, I want to say yes, but I like, I acted like it. Yeah. I acted like I was all confident going in, but I was terrified of making the same mistake that I did. Okay. And terrified rightfully so because I ended up making the same mistakes. Okay. So I actually um, was broken up with in mm-hmm. a past relationship and um, looking back, I wouldn't change it for the world because it's made me who I am. Yeah. And so the breakup, you know, your first boyfriend or girlfriend, I didn't date mm-hmm. in high school except for once. And yeah. Um, so I didn't take it well and I went into a depressive state. Yeah. Um, you spiraled again. Basically. Yeah. I didn't know how to deal, but I would go to counseling and cry to her, but she didn't realize like I wasn't going to classes. I wasn't waking up on time. Okay. I wasn't going out. I was, I wasn't eating. Yeah. Like my friends were so, my friends at school were so concerned about me because I wouldn't go to dinner with them. I wouldn't come to lunch. They could tell that I wasn't going to class. Um, I would do the work mm-hmm. for classes, but I wouldn't show up. So okay. you can do that. But you can still fail a class because participation points. Yes. Granted, with COVID right now, that's not really a thing. Uh-huh. But, you know, freshman year of college, that was still a thing. And so um, I didn't necessarily fail some classes, but um, I definitely did not get the greatest grades that I knew I was capable of. Yeah. And so I was, like, not doing well. And so the end of my first semester freshman year I was just ready to go home yeah and I was ready to take a break because I didn't know how to feel about anything anymore and I Mm -hmm. really felt like Indiana Wesleyan was just not my place I was like I chose the wrong school I'm not supposed to be here yeah so you were like doubting yourself doubting where you were and doubting like just everything exactly and at the same time I was in a different major yeah I wasn't an elementary education major I was a vocal performance major. So yeah. I was going through all of these music classes that I did not enjoy. 
and I yeah. was just not having it. And I love music. Don't get me wrong, but it is a passion, not a learning not process. A, not a career. <laughs> not yeah. a career, a passion. Yeah. So I was just not having it. And mind you, during all of this, I was, we have at IWU, we have to go to chapel three times a week. Yep. I would go to chapel. I can't rem- I can't tell you what I remember from any single one of those chapels mm-hmm. so he- God was still back burner yeah not really a part of your life it's, exactly it sounded like God was just something that you did instead of any sort of relationship yeah and so people always told me when you get to college like your parents aren't forcing you to go to church every Sunday like that's really when you find your your Christ walk for yourself but me thinking oh I'm going to a Christian school my Christ walk will still be there yeah that is a lie I told myself. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't go to church on Sundays. I barely paid attention in chapel. And at IWU, they really encouraged their students to go find a church and find that community on Sundays. Yeah. And my dorm mates and my friends, they did. And they kept telling me, Grace, you have to come. The worship is amazing. The sermon's amazing. You have to come. I did not go until probably the very last Sunday of first semester freshman year mm-hmm. and that is when I fell in love with the church that I go to now okay and so I was like obsessed and mad at myself for not going earlier and so coming into second semester freshman year I was ready like I felt so much better after being home I was ready to like punch the gun let's go I'm ready to redeem myself yeah yeah that didn't happen okay so I felt so much better I think two weeks into second semester, I was out the window. I didn't feel good. Constantly sleeping through classes, constantly um, missing stuff because they were early classes for Mm me. And I was just not doing well. And um, then COVID hit. It was just awful for everyone. They completely like waved financial aid stuff like that because of them knowing that it was just so hard yeah for everyone because my wi-fi at home is not dependable Mm -hmm. so there would be things that i would try and get online for class and it would freeze and i would try and get it to stop but it would just stay frozen yeah and so it was super frustrating i just didn't do well with online classes I realized that three credit online classes are not for me i can do a one credit that's what i'm doing right now Mm mm-hmm Three credit? No. That's that's, that's a lot of work. (laughs) Yeah, it is. And it's not something that I realized I was able to handle along with all of my other classes. Yeah. And so I didn't do well in that either. And if you don't do well in classes, you get put on probation. You get dismissed from the school. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't, I wasn't on academic probation at the time. I was just barely a you student. You were barely in good. squeaking by. Yeah. Okay. And I was barely a student in good standing. And so um, during that time, I had actually gotten into a different relationship, which was probably not the smartest idea. I didn't give myself time to figure out who I was. Yeah. Um, you know, going into college. And um, we actually stayed together throughout COVID. Mm-hmm. And we came back to school and he broke up with me. Okay. And I'm like, okay, that's weird. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought we were okay. Thought everything was fine. In the middle of the summer, though, I'm going to backtrack real fast. Middle of the summer, I um, found out I had been dismissed from IWU. Okay. Like, I never got a chance to be on academic probation. I, I was flabbergasted. Yeah. Like, I didn't know what I, I didn't know what to do. Because mm-hmm. at that point, I knew I wanted to go back to IWU. I needed to give it another chance because... 
I knew I was going to change my major to elementary education. Yeah. And so I had to do so many appeal forms. I had to write a letter. I explained to them everything that had happened. And um, I also explained to them that I had been recently diagnosed with narcolepsy. Okay. Which, if you know what narcolepsy is, you know, look up Skeeter the Narcoleptic Poodle on YouTube. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> he just falls over and goes to sleep all the time if he gets yeah. too excited. I'm not like that. I'm very mild. I yeah. don't go to sleep randomly. Like, I can drive. Mm -hmm. But I have something called excessive daytime sleepiness that comes with narcolepsy and cataplexy. And so cataplexy is the sudden loss of muscle tone or muscle weakness um, when feeling a strong emotion. So for some people, it's when they get angry. Yeah. For me, if I laugh too hard, my entire body goes limp and I fall to the floor. Okay. It's kind of funny to watch. Yeah. Because um, I like I can catch myself enough to where it's not like a, a rag doll. Yeah, but yeah. Um, yeah. So we found this out. And the way that my sleep doctor actually described it to me was... A person with a neurotypical brain would have to stay awake for 72 hours straight with no form of caffeine, naps, or anything to feel the amount of exhaustion I feel on a day-to-day -day basis. Yeah. Which is wow. crazy. Yeah. Because, like, I'm tired. I'm functioning. Like, I'm kicking it right now. Yeah. But I take medicine for it now. And so we have realized that I had these early classes. I physically just could not get up that early because I didn't know I had narcolepsy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, um... Through, like, explaining everything that had happened, um, I was able to come back on academic probation. Okay. And so, back into the school year now. Um, two weeks into the school year, I get broken up with. Mm -hmm. Mind you, I'm terrified of making the mistakes that I made in high school and the past school year. Like, yeah. crying every day because I just don't know what to do. Like, I want to do well, but, like, I'm scared that I'm going to make the same mistake. Yeah. I'm now crying because of a broken heart. There's just a lot of it's feelings. Just, it really is. And so like I'm still feeling awful about myself for the way that I perform academically and just kind of looking at myself because I go to a small school. Yeah. Professors talk. Mm -hmm. I know they do because yeah. teachers talk. Yeah. And so I was scared that I was going to like I made this lasting impression on certain professors and they were always going to view me this way and I w would just constantly beat myself up for it. And then on top of it, I had a broken heart from mm -hmm. a guy that I thought we were doing okay. And I was like, oh my gosh, like what happened? I'm not sure. I found out that um, the guy had been unfaithful. Yeah. And so then I proceeded to beat myself up of what the heck is wrong with me? Why there was something that I was missing that he, that's why he went to try and like yeah. go to someone else, like constantly like beating myself it's up. Just and more saying, reasons for self-doubt over exactly. and over and again. Like, I, really started to look at myself and say, you're not worth it. Like yeah. you are, you are worth nothing mm -hmm. compared to what these other people are or like these academically excelling individuals are. You are just not, yeah. you're not it. You shouldn't be here. You should go home. You need to figure out a new life role, go work for a while, take a semester off, like constant, yeah, constant negative talk in my head. And yeah. like, I'm not a negative person. I've never been a negative person. Mm -hmm. And so for me to sit in my bed and cry for the majority of the day and basically sit here and say, it's too much. I can't go on. I just can't do this. Like not so much of um, being like suicidal or yeah. anything, but of I just need to get out of school. Yeah. Like I just need to move home. I just need to be with my dog. I just need to like, yeah. <laughs> I just need you to go home. They're running away again. Yeah. And because that's what I had done in the past. Oh yeah. Um, so I don't know what happened, if I'm being completely honest. I don't know what 
flipped the switch in me. Mm-hmm. I remember crying one night to my roommate at the time. And she was actually my across the hall mate my freshman year mm-hmm. of college. And um, so she saw everything that I went through that first year. Yeah. And she had she was really there for me. Mm-hmm. And so I was crying to her one night just because, like, I was so tired. I was like, I'm tired of feeling like this. And she said, if you're tired, then do something about it. Okay. And so I did. And I basically, I had to, I feel like I basically rewired my brain. Yeah. Um, to every single day that I got up and said, I can't do this. I can be like, you know what? I can go brush my teeth. Yeah. I can go take a shower. Like one step at a time. I literally had to take it a step at a time and then a day at a time and mm-hmm. then a week at a time, an assignment at a time, a paper at a time. So I like slowly but surely was able to get like my motivation back up. But like through this, mind you, I'm still going to church. Mm-hmm. And like the guy that um, I had problems with at the beginning of the year, he actually, um, he was on the worship team at our church. Yeah. And I mean, no problems now with everything that happened. He was aware like what he did was wrong. Mm-hmm. We were, there were both faults in the yeah. relationship. We both see that now, but he would be on stage like singing and I'm sitting in the audience looking at him sing mm-hmm. and I'm sobbing because like I'm upset. Yeah. And, um, partially because like he was a godly guy and I was yelling at myself and beating myself up and screaming at God, like, not even just praying, like, I mean, full blown in my car, sobbing, screaming at God, asking him why. Yeah. Like, he is a Christ follower. He is a good guy. Like, what the heck happened? Yeah. I actually, like, started to write down all of my feelings mm-hmm. and started to really, like, really, really journal about it yeah. because I just didn't know how to get it out because the person that I had confided in was gone. Mm-hmm. I, don't want to talk about people uh, other people about it yeah. because like he still went to my school they're mm-hmm. still his friend like I didn't want to you didn't want to gossip or no yeah. exactly and like I don't want to be that person yeah and um so I really just my roommate said then change it mm-hmm. so I changed it I basically had to look at myself and be like you can do it it's okay my mom then proceeded to say you can do this. You're okay. Yeah. She's like one day at a time. I can't tell you how many times I had, I would cry to my mom in between classes Mm -hmm. because I was just like, mom, I just want to come home. And she's like, go to your next class. Call me after your next class. If you're not okay. I'm like, okay. Like, yeah, I just really don't feel good. And God bless so many of my professors because there were just some days that were harder than others and they could see that. Mm -hmm. And they would be like, Hey, take half, half the class, take a second Come back in when you're ready. Yeah. And it's one of those things where I truly saw God moving during mm-hmm. those times. And when I said I've never heard God speak to me, um, I had a New Testament class because I go to a Bible school, guys. Yeah. So <laughs> we love it. I had to take Old Testament, New Testament theology, uh-huh. like all of the stuff. And so I was in my New Testament class with my professor who actually reminds me of my dad. Love it. Like super, super. I don't know how else to explain it, but other than jolly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like Santa, but <laughs> um, he's just an awesome guy and he's a preacher too, along with a professor. And so he stopped like mid lecture and he's like, I don't know who, ne- who needs to hear this. He's like, but somebody does. Mm-hmm. And he goes, 
someone in this room right now is struggling and he's like, and I can feel it because God's given me the ability to feel it. He's just like, you will be okay. Your worth is far, far more than anything you will ever expect it to be. Just lean on God. His timing is perfect. Mm -hmm. And like basically spoke into everything I had been going in through. I'm sobbing in class, (laughs) like tears streaming down my face. Yeah. Um, I had my mask on, uh-huh. obviously, because COVID. Yeah. And so I had a mask on and then blue light glasses on. And I'm sitting there crying and you can't see it. Uh-huh. But one of my really good friends was sitting next to me and she leaned over and held my hand. Mm. And I went up to my professor after that class. And I was like, I don't think you realized it, but you were speaking to me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and I need to thank you. That's the first time I've ever heard God speak to me through somebody. Yeah. And he looks at me. He said, I'm glad I could have been the messenger. Yeah. And it really it really opened my eyes because I realized that I really did have to like hit rock bottom for me to finally open up my ears yeah. to like listen to what he was telling me. Like God straight up said, I've been trying to get your attention. Like yeah. fine. I'll smack you in the face then. Uh-huh. Like dang dude. Speak so, through with the professor in the middle exactly, of class. <laughs> literally in the middle of class. And so it was one of those things where it really helped push me further into getting into, um, reminding myself that I am a child of God. Yeah. And actually, so throwing in a Bible verse right there, um, Proverbs 31, 10, people will tell you to be a Proverbs 31 woman. Mm-hmm. Proverbs 31 really talks a lot about being a spouse woman, yeah. I feel like, but Proverbs 31, 10 says you are worth far more than rubies and pearls. Yeah. Um, I'm not wearing it right now, but my mom would say that verse to me over and over and over. You are worth far more than rubies. Mm. You are worth far more than anything anybody could do to you, any mistake that you do, anything that could possibly happen. Your worth is far more than anything in the world. Yeah. She's like, you are a child of God. And I actually have a ring now that has a ruby on it that I wear mm. on my ring finger on the left hand like yeah. to remind myself that the next ring that will go there will be an engagement ring because it's – basically a promise for my mom that she will make sure that the guy who comes into my life will see that worth in me Mm -hmm. and be aware of that worth and won't treat me anything less than my worth yeah and it really is something that like there are days I try I really struggle with like oh crud like I made that mistake again yeah like gosh dang it like I'm better than that mm -hmm. and I just really beat on myself and then I like look down and I see my ring and I'm like you know what no you make mistakes you're a person it's okay yeah and so yeah, um, where was I at? <laughs> um, the professor talked to you. Oh yeah, he 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 preached, mm-hmm. and it was wonderful. And um, I actually have come on such a long journey, like coming from bad relationships of even just friendships, like yeah. bad relationships of friendships. Um, me making my own mistakes academically that yeah. I just felt like would follow me, and I finally feel like I'm getting back on the right track. Like I'm straight up. I got off of academic probation Get it, in girl. One, one semester because nice. I actually enjoyed my classes. Like yeah. I was doing so much better. I was getting up for classes mm-hmm. and, um, you got the help you needed. Exactly. Because I asked for help. Yeah. And that wasn't something I was used to doing, but I finally did it because my mom's like, do you think your professors want to see you fail? And yeah. I was like, well, I don't know. Like, that's the thing. <laughs> I, feel, I was I like, like sometimes. <laughs> and she's like, no, they don't. And they don't. Yeah. Like, that's something I constantly had to tell myself. Like, my anxiety was beating on me saying, they want you to fail. And I'm like, mm-hmm. mm, not really, though. Yeah. <laughs> so I, like, kept 
progressing through and second semester was so much better because I took more education mm-hmm. classes. I made friends who were in my education classes. And I finally feel like I'm actually getting like the whole college experience and mm-hmm. making those relationships and establishing um, a good community with yeah. Christ driven people. Yeah. And actually, so I had been baptized when I was younger like real little, maybe second grade. And I was like, I just want to learn more about Jesus, Mm -hmm. you know, as a second grader does. And I actually spontaneously (laughs) made the decision to be baptized again. Um, It was, let me look. I wrote it down. Um, I knew it was in April. It was April 25th. Um, My pastor, I go to a a church in Marion called The River. Mm -hmm. And it's a Wesleyan church, but they... Pastor Matthew, let me tell you, mm-hmm. <laughs> that man is something else. He really, I can, every single time he preaches, I can feel God using him to yeah. tell me something. Yeah. And he, all of a sudden, one girl was planning to get baptized. And he said, there are other people in this room that need to be baptized right now. He's like, if you want to be baptized, come over here. Mm-hmm. I stood up and I went. You just went right away. I was the sec. I was the first person after her Yeah. to get baptized again. And I think my exact words were, I'm ready to just full send, Mm -hmm. like full send into God's love. I'm ready to just give it all. Like I had so much stuff weighing my heart down, just like baggage that I was carrying around from past relationships, friendships, academic failures, Mm -hmm. and just like everyday mistakes that a normal person could look at and be like, ah, it was just a mistake. But I held on to it because I thought it was important. Mm -hmm. And I basically let it be washed away. Like I was washed and I was made new. Mm -hmm. And that day, I think, 12 or 13 people were baptized spontaneously. Wow. Which is crazy to me because I've never been at a church that did that. Yeah. And I... I think I the fact that you went from not hearing God's word at all yeah. to now like every week you're hearing his word through your pastor or you're hearing his word through like Bible verses and like all this kind of stuff yeah. is such a huge difference. What do you think the big difference is in your day-to-day life on like not hearing his word at all to hearing it all the time now. So actually, so I would constantly look at the world and kind of be like, Oh, I guess like that's kind of nice today. Like I like to find the positive in the day. Like I'm an Enneagram type seven. So I'm an enthusiast. I'm a very positive person. (laughs) So I would constantly like try and find the good in the day, but even like not the good, I will literally look at God and be like, you know what? That was hard. I didn't really appreciate that, but I know you're using this to shape me and make mm-hmm. me who I am. Yeah. And it's crazy because I would constantly pray for God to like show me something, mm-hmm. like do something in my life, please. Like I'm begging you. I need you to show up like right now, right now, please. I'm get. I'm begging you. Yeah. God's timing is perfect. Yeah. He literally looked at me and said, stop asking. I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. Like a teacher would, you yeah. know, like if you keep asking, I'm not going to do it. Like, <laughs> oh and so I, kept asking and it, I never saw it come. And then mm-hmm. just recently I saw his timing prevail. Yeah. And it was crazy to me because I finally felt like an, an a giant weight lift off my chest. I was like, yeah, his timing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. I was like, you're okay. Uh-huh. I was like, you're doing something. So you're like asking and asking. And he's like, hold on. Not yet. Yeah, not yet. exactly. Not and yet. It's, just hold on. Trust me. Yeah, exactly. And like, I'm, I like to be in control and not knowing when certain things were going to happen that were out of my control would just send me spiraling some days because I was like, dude, I just really need an answer. (laughs) And exactly. And so finally seeing his timing prevail, I was like, 
you got me. Yeah. I was like, okay, buddy. Yeah. I was like, we can do that. I guess that's okay. Uh-huh. And actually, um, because of like seeing his timing, I had been reading a book a while ago. Um, it was called, I, it's called, um, redeeming love. Mm-hmm. It was a Christian romance novel. Yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> I've love, heard of it. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> it's based off of loosely, loosely mm-hmm. off of the book of Hosea. And in this book, the one woman who is a prostitute um, and is trying and the Christian man is trying to love said prostitute. Yeah. She runs away and finds a different family to like be taken in with. But the girl in this family shows the uh, the prostitute, looks at her and says, yeah, actually, I write down my prayers mm-hmm. and I write letters to God for prayers. Yeah. But, you know you don't always have time to just scribble a whole letter for one prayer to God. Mm-hmm. But in this book, it said, yeah, I have a shoebox under my bed where I write down a note with the date mm-hmm. and then I put it in there. And then every once in a while I take the box out, reopen my letters and I look and see how God's timing worked. Yeah. And ever since reading that book, I've done it. Yeah. I have been able to write um, just small prayer requests, like get me through this week mm-hmm. or hey like the rain's cool but like can we maybe have some sunshine (laughs) like just small prayers and I date them and I put them in the box and I open it back up maybe at the end of every month yeah and I look and see how God's God's timing worked how Mm -hmm. God worked in my life because these are things that I think are important at the time and they are yeah and I can see how he's worked and how he's moved in my life and it's really something of you don't see how God is moving and now he is yeah and it's really great because I'm seeing how he's moving and I constantly am thanking him for like the smallest things. I was like, yeah. I picked up a bumblebee the other day. Yeah. Thanks for letting it not sting me. Amen. Like, <laughs> like little things that could be considered dumb. But for mm-hmm. me, it's like giving thanks to him is one of the biggest things that sometimes we as Christians forget to do. It's yeah. constant asking and not praising. Mm-hmm. And so just for me personally, like, I don't even know how to explain like the kind of fire that has come because of hearing him that one time. Yeah. I heard him one time and I was like, Oh, you're like, I need that I was all like, the time. All the time. ASAP now. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, please. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like one of those things I really have been, I've really been pursuing. Like I have a new journal Bible mm-hmm. and I've been journaling. I go through the Bible. Like some days are better than others. Like, you know, it's some, it's sometimes really hard yeah. to just sit down and read a chapter of my Bible a day. Mm-hmm. And I try super, super hard to, but I just know that, you know, life gets busy and I'm still getting to that point in, in my Christ walk where I have that allotted time yeah. to sit down 30 minutes a day to spend time with God. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, some days I don't get to it and I kind of beat myself up for it. I'm like, he gave you life. He bre- he breathed life into you and he's gave you the worth that you know you have now yeah. and you can't give him 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then I look at myself. I'm like, nope, that's Satan talking. You're like, don't shame myself. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah. And self-disciplining myself to like really do it because to stay true to God, you have to really pursue him because yeah. it's he always promises to be with us mm-hmm. regardless. And it's one of those things that's it's crazy to me because I can I look back on myself. I'm like, girl, what the heck were you doing? Like, why <laughs> did you think he wasn't listening? Why yeah. do you think he wasn't there? Because I felt so alone, mm-hmm. even though like in my head they were like, my head was like, well, God is there. Yeah. But also not really. I wasn't acting like it. Yeah. And so now that I act like it, it's crazy because you notice it, the sense of joy I feel just in everyday life is astonishing. And even my mom said, 
that she felt like she finally had her daughter back. Mm-hmm. So um, what are some verses that you hold on to now that have been so helpful for you? So I have, this is about um, giving thanks to God. It's yeah. Psalm 50. I love it. So um, there's Psalm 50, 14, which would be sacrifice thanks offerings to God fulfill your vows to the most high so basically like I vowed to myself that I would spend time in my bible and spend time with God and yeah because of it I'm fulfilling that to him and it's just it's really giving him my all and Mm -hmm. like giving him my heart and then the other one would be Psalm 50 23 and it says those who sacrifice thank offerings honor me and to the blameless I show my salvation and it's it just constantly reminds me of you know what he's there regardless yeah and it's really i just i don't know how to explain it it's just the way it makes me feel on Mm -hmm. the inside like just to know (laughs) it's just a joy you know it really is i told you the other one of um proverbs 31 10 Mm -hmm. the she is worth far more than rubies and um if you look uh further into proverbs 31 uh it says in 30 31 it says charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Honor her for all that her hands have done and let her work bring her praise at the city gate. Mm. And it just kind of reminds me of like, you are, you are loved regardless of what you look like on the outside of what you do. Mm -hmm. And it's what you do for the Lord that will bring you honor and love. Yeah. Um, which is crazy. Mm -hmm. Like it's amazing. (laughs) So it's like, you don't have to hold on to the shame and the guilt that you feel, you can let go of all of that and just be free. Yeah, exactly. And be loved for who, exactly who you are. Yeah, and actually, like, I have written down that um, my worth is precious. And that's something that I do repeat to myself. Mm-hmm. And uh, because of this, like, precious, I think of a jewel because of rubies. Yeah. And um, God is a refiner. Mm-hmm. He refines very precious pieces of jewelry and art and all sorts of human beings. Yeah. And um, the song Refiner by Maverick City, I heard it at church for the first time. And it's just one of those things like that's a song that can get me arms up in the air, mm-hmm. ready to feel the Holy Spirit move because it's so breathtaking in the yeah. way that they were able to convey the words that I was feeling. Mm-hmm. So actually, this is from one of the sermons that we did at my church. We did a whole unit Mm -hmm. i would say on jonah yeah and how we each have a little bit of jonah in us like we ran away from the lord you fulfill what he says maybe eventually yeah and then but when god finally has mercy on nineveh Mm -hmm. jonah was like wait why yeah he was a little bitter about it he's like okay yeah (laughs) like that's not one of those things that we're human like Mm -hmm. we want people to get what's coming to them and it's shows that jonah was like us yeah and um so in chapter two of Jonah and what we were going through, one of the marks like bullet points that he had said, um, God is actively working, even though we may not, uh, he may not take the pain away. Mm-hmm. Um, but he didn't promise to take the pain away, but he did promise to walk through the pain with us. Yeah. And that is really something that hit hard. Cause I was like, wow, (laughs) you're right. I was like, I felt all the pain, but he did walk through it with me and he really like came through and protecting me and defending me, which is great because protector by Kim Walker Smith. She phenomenal. Um, that song in general is talking about how God never lets us go and how Mm -hmm. he protects us. And then defender is he defends us. Yeah. He protects and defends. And 
no matter what, he will protect us from the darkness. He'll yeah. defend us from the forces that are trying to lead us away from him. Mm-hmm. So um, another one that I had was Romans 3, um, 23 through 24, which was, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and all are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Jesus Christ. Which reminds me of, we all have mistakes. Yeah. I don't hold myself up to a certain standard anymore. Mm-hmm. I do my best each day. Sometimes my best won't be a full 100%. It'll be a 72%. Yeah. But as long as I give my all that day, then I know I did right by him. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And then another one that I had was Romans 839, which is actually, you know, high school at in Huntington. You uh-huh. could paint parking spots. That's yes. what I did my senior year. I put okay. Romans 839 on my parking spot, which is nothing in all creation can separate us from God's love, mm-hmm. which reminds me of nothing. Yeah. Nothing at all. Mm-hmm. People cannot. Our mistakes cannot. We ourselves cannot. Like, yeah. it's just amazing to me because it's a constant reminder that God's there. Yeah. And no matter what, he is there. Mm. And so, yeah, it. Yeah. That's one of my all-time favorite verses. Yeah, for just sure. Going to is just that reminder that no matter what, nothing can separate us from God's love. This is Romans thirteen twelve, which is something that I read when I feel anxious. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not the be. There's enough to be anxious about tomorrow, so live for today. It's not that one, actually. Um, It's the night is nearly over. The day is almost here. So let us put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. Oh, so good. Night's almost over. Yeah. Day's almost here. Leave what's in the past in the past. You cannot change the past. Yeah. It's time to put on the armor of light. Anything that could be holding you back, Mm -hmm. don't. Yeah. Don't let it just shine on forward. Yeah. I don't, it's something light about that that mm-hmm. just gives kind of hope in a sense. Well, yeah. And when you're feeling your anxious moments, it feels like a lot of darkness. And so yeah. the encouragement to leave that behind is huge. Yes. And then one last part. This is my advice for everything. Just mm-hmm. kind of, this was actually from the sermon this last week at church. Okay. Um, it was uh, first Seth. First Thessalonians five sixteen through 18, which was re- rejoice always, pray continually and give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Jesus Christ. Yeah. Which is what I do. I pray continually. Rejoice always is the part that I truly have to remind myself to yeah. do. I have to remember to rejoice in his creation and give thanks for it because mm-hmm. even things that could be maybe not the best, like. A thunderstorm when you hoped it would be sunny like really okay but you know what he's watering the earth he's making everything green again like find the good in what you may consider an inconvenience Mm -hmm. and gratitude changes everything it It changes our mindset it changes where we're looking because when we're upset about something we're mostly looking at ourselves yeah and when we're great like when we feel gratitude we look at outside exactly we look at god we look at the a person who did something really great for us like Mm -hmm. it changes our perspective from inward to outward which is a huge thing yeah yeah it really it's it really has changed my perspective on so much of the work of the world yeah and don't get me wrong it's hard sometimes Mm -hmm. like it's a constant reminder to myself because my brain was wired in a way that I didn't want it to be. Yeah. Um, so I rewired my brain. It, mm-hmm. it was long and it was hard, yeah. but I did it because I knew it was, it was what was best for me. Yeah. So, so yeah. 
Grace, right now, yes. I'd love for you to read your letter to your younger self. Okay. Dear younger me, you are stronger than you know. Your past mistakes don't define who you are. Other people don't get to decide your worth. You are fearfully and wonderfully made at the hands of our refiner. He is with you even when you feel alone and overwhelmed. God never promised to make the pain disappear, but he will walk with you through it. This, his timing is perfect. So stop rushing God's plan and praise him for loving you unconditionally. You will be made new again in Christ and you will end up making this decision last minute. God is always there to listen. Whether it be through tears, smiles, or anger, God is there to protect and defend the worth he has bestowed upon you. You're the most precious thing to him. Love me. Mm. I I love this that like reminder that you have of God's always going to be there because even when you weren't hearing God's voice, he was there. But I think sometimes we're looking so hard in one direction for God that we just completely miss all of the other ways he's speaking to us. Right. Yeah. And, like it's it's huge when we finally realize like, oh, wow, I have to just stop looking in this one direction and open my eyes to everything around me. Yeah. Actually, funny thing. So Danny was the person who kind of whipped it into me. Like, yeah, you can't expect to look for a shooting star if you're mm. looking at one spot in the sky. Yeah. At YFC camp junior year. Yes. <laughs> Missouri. <laughs> oh, woo! my gosh. Up in the Ozarks. But she looked at me because I was so upset. She yeah. was like, did anyone see the shooting stars? And everyone was like, yeah, oh, my gosh. And I'm like, no. Mm-hmm. But I was looking at, she's like, well, where are you looking? I was like, well, this one spot, spot in the sky. Yeah. She's like, well, you can't expect to see a shooting star, a shooting star in one spot of the sky yeah. if you're not looking at the entire sky. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of, ever since she said that, I've applied that to yeah. Um, hearing from God, you can't expect to hear him if you're asking him to, to say this one thing. Yeah. Like you can't expect to hear him for what he says. If you're wanting him to say what you want to hear. Exactly. Yeah. That's that's so good. I love that so much. Yeah. It's beautiful. Um, well guys, Grace, it has been so (laughs) fun sitting and catching up and talking to you and just hearing the growth that has happened in your life from, you know, I mean, you talked about how, I mean, we took you to YFC camp, like yeah. all of this kind of stuff all through high school. But like, it is so cool to see how God showed up in your mm-hmm. life. And, and it's in such a, like, sometimes we look at for him in these big mountaintop experiences, but yours was in class. And it really was. Like, <laughs> it is so cool to just hear stories like that. Cause we're like, oh wow, I want this big experience where I like, you know, I'm at this camp or I'm at GOMAD or I'm at like a worship event, like something like that. Like you don't really think that you're going to hear from God in one of your college classes, but God is everywhere. And it he is, really is. Your story definitely contests to that. And it is like really, really cool to see that and to see the joy that you have yeah. and the growth that you've done. It is. It's a beautiful thing. So Thanks. yeah, <laughs> thank you for sharing your story and for being on here and being honest and real and yeah, of straightforward about your struggles. It is. Yeah. I mean, I'm really open about it these yeah. days because someone could be struggling with the same thing that I am exactly. and I don't want to hold my lessons that I've learned from it mm-hmm. in myself when I went through it for a reason. God yeah. is wanting to help me to help somebody through it too yeah so why not gosh it's so good and guys everyone at home like thanks for listening and make sure when you're listening to this you share this with your friends let people know grace's (laughs) story and guys i hope you learned a lot more about grace a lot more about yourself and even more about god go out and have an awesome day